When I retired, with lots of newfound available time, I enjoyed many travel opportunities. This podcast may encourage you to visit, revisit, or experience virtual armchair travel, learning about exciting new venues. Travel is an excellent vehicle for lifelong learning. Welcome to the What Travel Writers Say podcast. I'm Mike Keenan, your host, and today we welcome our guest, Robert Ahrens, who represents the San Diego Tourism Authority in sunny California. Robert, how is the weather today in San Diego? And tell us some more about your weather, especially during the winter months. It's another picture-perfect day here in San Diego. Average temperature year-round is pretty much 72, 70 degrees or so. And it's not too hot, not too cold. And right now in the middle of summer, it's it's nice and breezy in the, in the 70s. It's sunny, very little humidity. And I always tell folks, even in the winter time, you know, right around Christmas, you can come out here and it's 70-something degrees Fahrenheit. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, and that's actually a good time to come because you don't have all the beach crowds and the, the hotel rates dip a bit. The attractions aren't as crowded. The weather is pretty picture perfect. That sounds pretty appealing to us sunbirds or snowbirds, I should yeah. say. What about access to your city, Robert? How easy is it get to get to San Diego? Well, what's nice is we've got some good direct flights from a lot of the major cities. And two of the ones that we're really excited about is uh, from Vancouver. Air Canada Rouge has a new year-round direct flight daily, nonstop from Vancouver. They initially were kind of testing it out between June and October. But after October, they're going to start it up again in December and make it a year-round route. So that's really exciting for us. WestJet from Calgary, they've got some direct flights. And they just started also a um, direct from Vancouver um, between June and October. So it's going to stop after October, but then you can just start Air Canada Rouge and, and continue those direct flights. We also have ones from Toronto. On Air Canada and three times a week from Calgary on WestJet. So it's really easy and convenient to, to get to San Diego now. And even that Calgary flight, I think it's only like, you know, two and a half, three hours and you're on the West Coast enjoying our beaches. That's great. So now that we have good reason to visit, Canadian money up here is not doing so well lately against American. How affordable is San Diego uh, for Canadians? Right now, um, summertime, we're at the peak of our summer season, so prices are a little high, I would say. Come after Labor Day, that first week of September on all the way through winter, that's a really good time to come because the hotel rates dip quite a bit, and it's just, it's more affordable. It's more affordable for Americans to come out to San Diego, so I can imagine for Canadians it'd be the same. October especially, which I know is your Thanksgiving month uh, for Canada, Canadian Thanksgiving, we're going to have our big fifth annual Kids Free Month, and literally everything is free for kids. And that's all of our biggest attractions like San Diego Zoo, Safari Park, Legoland, SeaWorld, the USS Midway, all the museums, tour companies. And then a lot of the hotels and resorts, they'll offer, you know, free dining for the kids. They'll give them a free little beach bag of toys, things like that. So the Kids Free Month in October is a really good time to come because, say, a family of five, wow, those savings can add up really quickly. And then also in February, that's another good month to come, right in the middle of winter for you guys. Because we have our big Macy's Museum Month and all the museums are half off admission. And then San Diego Theater Week. 
And that's like special promotions and discounts on all of our performing arts and, and theaters around town. That includes like the Old Globe Theater, which is Tony Award winning, the La Jolla Playhouse up in La Jolla. And then just for like year-round savings, there's a brand new Horton Plaza Square Park downtown, and they've got an arts ticks booth like a lot of cities have. And every day they'll have different deals on everything from attractions to theater and museum things. So I always tell people, hey, swing by the arts ticks booth, you're downtown, and you might get some deals there too. That sounds like some wonderful options. Um, in uh, it looks like it would be good also for seniors who have their own time to travel, grandparents, and also uh, entire families. What about new attractions, Robert? What have you got going down there? One thing that's really exciting is for the rest of the year here, it's the San Diego Zoo's Big Centennial. And this is, you know, of all zoos in the world, this is world famous. They really were um, some of the first to do these naturalistic animal enclosures where you feel like, you know, the animals in the cage or am I in the ca-? No one's in a cage. The animals are really free to roam and more naturalistic enclosures. So they've got special, gosh, there's like a parade. They do these special animal shows. This whole timeline that kind of describes what the zoo has done over the past 100 years. So the Centennial will be lasting through December. Over at Legoland, Legoland, California, which is the first Legoland theme park in North America, they've got a brand new ninja-themed land and a ride called Ninjago, where you're actually shooting light, lightning bolts out of your hands and things. It's very interactive. The kids love it. And they've got a new Lego movie 4D experience which is a lot of fun as well. So those are a couple of the, the major attractions. We've even got the, um, believe it or not, California's longest zipline adventure. It's called La Jolla Zip Zoom. It's not actually in La Jolla, but it's at the La Jolla Indian Reservation, which is um, our, our First Nations. And that's just north of downtown San Diego. But it's really thrilling because you kind of go through the mountains and valleys of our, of our um, backcountry. It's pretty cool. Those are some neat attractions. Uh, and you also have an incredible waterfront and beaches as well. Yeah, the, um, the beaches especially, I would say La Jolla Cove. Wow, like right now, <laughs> uh, it's like 70 degrees, 71 degrees Fahrenheit, the water temperature. To us, that's very nice and warm. We go kayaking and snorkeling there in La Jolla Cove, and there's a protected preserve there people don't know about, or some people don't know about, where there's colonies of, of seals and friendly sea lions, and uh, it's like a big Finding Nemo marine land there, but it's all natural, and especially, actually, Going into September last year, I was snorkeling in the cove in the middle and end of September because the water, because of El Nino, was so warm. So the beaches there are just really nice, like turquoise waters, white sand coves. You really can't beat La Jolla, but go to Mission Bay Park. I'd say Mission Bay is another really great one. There's miles and miles of bike paths, and it's more gentle water, so it's great for kids because there's not a lot of surf and, and, and rip currents and things like that. So that's a great place to go for jet skiing and paddle boating, canoeing, kayaking. So that's a good one. As well. Wonderful. And Canadians are into baseball now, thanks to the Blue Jays. They represent the entire country. Can we yes. catch a baseball game in San Diego? Oh, for sure. Going all the way through, uh, gosh, the season continues now, September, October. But the Padres, we love the Padres, and they've got this sparkling new ballpark down there. Your audience doesn't know about it, but it's Petco Park. And USA Today, in fact, just named it the undisputed number one Major League Baseball ballpark in the league. So we're pretty excited about that. And when you go there to see a game, you really see the reason why. It's got this great outdoor setting. You can see the Coronado Bridge in the background, San Diego Bay. You're really taking advantage of the great outdoors there and this perfect weather that we have. So it's a fantastic ballpark to catch a catch a game. Also, like uh, all of our craft beer, get a craft beer there, get a pint, some great local foods like fish tacos and things. 
things like that. So the food and the concessions are just really good and very localized. Like, wow. And Robert, your destination is sometimes described as a two-country visit. Can you explain that? Yeah, certainly. So Mexico, we're literally on the border with Mexico. We're the southwest, westernmost uh, corner of the United States. But we have this long border with Mexico and, 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 the, and a big metropolis of Tijuana. So I tell people, you know, for us to go down to Tijuana in Mexico, it's affordable for us. So even more so for Canadians. Some fantastic shopping down there. There's a new head west pedestrian crossing now, which makes it easier and a little bit faster to go back and forth across the borders of pedestrian. And in fact, there's actually a new binational airport terminal crossing called the Cross Border Express. It's the first binational airport terminal of its kind. But basically, you check in, do your baggage and passport and things like that on the U.S. side. Then you literally just walk across a ridge and get on your flight at the Tijuana International Airport. And that's sort of our gateway now to all the cities in Mexico and even South America. But then taking a day trip, you just take the San Diego trolley from downtown. It's only about 15, 20 minutes. Actually, I'd say more, more about 20, 25 minutes. That drops you off right on the border. You walk across and do some shopping, sightseeing. And there's a company called Turista Libre, and they'll take you on a walking tour to really discover what Tijuana is about today in terms of like art galleries, craft breweries, um, some great murals and cathedrals. And it's really fantastic because if people haven't been down there in a while, it's a good time to rediscover Baja California and Tijuana. And you could easily make a day trip out of it if you come to San Diego. Two countries for the price of one. Totally. Yes. And that leads us, I think, into the topic of food, Robert. We're all uh, dying uh, to know what you guys eat down there. Yeah, you know what? We've got the fish taco. Gosh, that we were the home of the fish taco. But all this really great Mexican food kind of fusing with California cuisine has created this whole new signature dining scene for us right now called Cali Baja. So Cali Baja dining is the big thing right now. And there's a restaurant down in Little Italy. It's not an Italian restaurant. It's called Bracero Cocina de, Ra de Raiz. It's a brand new uh, restaurant opened by kind of a Mexican super chef. His name's Javier Placencia. And this is his first restaurant in the city of San Diego. But it really showcases this whole Cali Baja experience of, of dining. But in fact, a lot of the top chefs who have actually been on the show Top Chef are opening up restaurants in Little Italy now. Like Richard Blaze, he was an all-star winner. He's got Juniper and Ivy. And this place called the Crack Shack. And it's actually all just gourmet fried chicken, deviled eggs, chicken and egg dishes. It's really fun. It's like a big outdoor patio, big fiberglass uh, chicken out the at the entrance to it. You cannot miss it. Brian Malarkey, another big top chef here in town. He's got a new restaurant called Herb and Wood, H-E-R-B and Wood. And that just opened in Little Italy. But then if you go just a little bit north of the, uh, the airport, you know, our airport's really close downtown. It's in the area called Point Loma. Liberty Public Market just opened, and for the first time, very much like Vancouver's Granville Island or Pike Place up in Seattle, we've got a big food hall. And this is all the local purveyors of fruits and vegetables, cheeses, craft beer, local wine, seasonal produce. It's all under one roof, and we finally have a place like that to call our own. And there's a great restaurant inside of there called Mess Hall. And for their menu, it changes every single day. They pretty much only use ingredients from the Liberty Public Market. So it's a great place to check out. You can go there like a dozen times and never have the same thing twice, which I kind of like. And it's so close to downtown. So literally, you land in downtown San Diego at our airport. Maybe you'll be staying downtown or in Little Italy. But take a little trip up to Liberty Public Market. It is really fun. And that's where the locals are hanging out to get some good local food. 
I think we're all hungry just listening, Robert. Right? <laughs> Thanks very much for being our guest today and providing us with important information about San Diego. It's well worth going to. Listeners would like to read my published travel articles about San Diego. Check out my website, whattravelwritersay.com. And if you'd like to view countless pictures of San Diego, visit my Pinterest boards at pinterest.com slash mustang6648. Once again, my website is located at whattravelwritersay.com and my photos are located at pinterest.com slash mustang6648. We conclude each podcast with an appropriate travel quote. Today it's from writer Henry Miller who said, One's destination is never a place, but a new way of seeing things. If you have any questions or comments, contact me at mjk6648 at gmail.com. That's mjk6648 at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Happy travels and tune in next week for another What Travel Writers Say podcast. <laughs>